Hi, everyone. I hope that you are having a beautiful week. This is probably not the podcast that you expect. We want to be motivated. We want to believe in ourselves. We want to have a beautiful life. We raise our children to follow their dreams. If you're anything like me, you have spent some time coming up with these big, beautiful goals and spent time visualizing being there. We picture taking these great big leaps of faith and taking big actions like leaving a job or a partner, moving across the country, selling our house and traveling around in a camper or a van or backpacking across Europe or living in like a little tiki hut out in the tropics. We fantasize about all of the things that we are going to do to get there and all of the things that have to just fall into place to make it happen. We might decide that in order to get started, we have to like pay off all of our debt first or call a realtor and look at places to move into or put in our notice at our job or start that business, leave that partner, follow your budget, buy a ticket, whatever that big first step is. But then what comes next is the inaction, the freezing, the just doing nothing, but with that big first step in place. Maybe some of you put action steps on your calendar and then you push them over the next day, like that food plan or that exercise plan that you just don't do today, but you're going to start tomorrow. The setting the boundaries with other people that you don't do this time, but you swear next time you will speak up. The saving the money, but right after just these purchases for the holidays. You get the idea. There is a whole lot of putting off. I see it with a lot of weight loss clients. There's always some dinner or some get together, a holiday or a birthday to get through first, and then the big action steps will start after that. So I said that this is not the podcast that you would expect today. There are a lot of voices out there telling you to go big or go home. Make your goals giant and scary and take that leap of faith. Take that next best step. But I am going to make a case for shrinking your goals. Yep, I said it, shrinking them down, making them small. Most people tend to underestimate the goals that they can reach in the long term and overestimate what they can achieve in the short term. Let me say that again. Most people tend to underestimate the goals that they can reach in the long term and overestimate what they can achieve in the short term. But let me break that down for you so it's very easy to understand. I don't want you to miss this. Let's take a weight loss client. Let's even give her her name, a name, Susan. Susan's doctor wants her to lose 60 pounds. But then she comes to me and she only wants to lose 30 right now. She doesn't have the belief yet that she can or she should lose 60 pounds. She's convinced that her body type just isn't made to be within that range that the doctor wants her to be in, that she wasn't born um, with that 
DNA or those genes to be that weight. However, when we start making a plan for her, she wants to do it fast. She wants to lose like three to five pounds a week. And she wants to follow a really strict protocol, cutting out all of her favorite foods that she considers to be those danger foods until she gets to her weight goal. So if she is like most people, she is underestimating what she can do in the long run. She can absolutely lose more than 30 pounds, but she just doesn't have the belief yet or the skills to do that yet. But in the short term, there's a good chance that the plan that she initially wants to put into place is going to fail. It's highly unlikely that she's going to be able to keep up with something so restrictive for a long time. And she may not reach that three to five pounds a week. You can take this example and you can apply it to any other big goal that you can think of. You might not be able to follow a super strict budget without spending a penny on yourself. But you probably can eventually pay off all of your debt. You probably can eventually change your career, but it's probably unlikely that you will just go in and quit your current job right now without a safety net or a plan in place. So this really is a case for the turtle. You know the one, the slow and steady wins the race turtle. I feel like there are more jackrabbits out there. Or actually another character in that story. The jackrabbit had a big goal, right? Win the race. So he just went for it. He took the big steps right away. He went all out and raced as fast as he could towards the goal. But he forgot to plan in his rest. He wanted to get to that big goal sooner than later. And he took on too much right away. He got burned out, ran out of steam and never got to the big goal at all. But let's add in another character, a new character. It's the jackrabbit's little nephew. He wanted to be just like uncle. So he set a big goal like his uncle. He wanted to race too, but that big goal seems scary. The finish line looks so far away. So he just froze. He didn't start. I feel like a lot of us are little jackrabbit juniors. We love setting the big goals, but then it just seems too big. I have some areas in my life where I have definitely been jackrabbit junior. I will set a goal, break down the steps, put things on my calendar, and then I don't want to do them. And I can find some really good excuses for not doing them. Instead of exercising, I decide that it's necessary to clean out a closet or to do some other task that sounds really necessary at the moment, but has nothing to do with the goal. Or I don't even find something else important. I might just decide that I need some relaxation and that I really want to watch that next, next episode of that show because it's so good and I just can't wait. Then comes the shame. And I'm going to talk more about that shame spiral in another upcoming episode. Because when you plan something and then you don't do it, it doesn't feel good. I can be really good at beating myself up mentally. 
And it's not helpful. It's not motivating. It does not get me to get up off of the couch to start moving to my goals. Beating myself up only gets me to click on the next episode and escape my life a little bit further. What I want you to do is to get a notebook or a journal, a file folder, a Word document, whatever your favorite system is. And I want you to make your dream book, your dream life that has all of your big goals. If you pick a journal, make one page for each big goal. And then under the goal, I want you to break that down into smaller goals. Now, what I don't mean is to just list the steps to get to that goal. I want you to come up with smaller goals. So let me give you an example. Let's say your dream is to sing on American Idol and get yourself a recording contract. I don't want the steps of how to get onto American Idol listed there. I want you to pretend that let's just say for a second, you will never ever be on American Idol. And what would be a smaller goal if you can't have that goal? Maybe to record an album locally and then go smaller than that. Sing on stage somewhere in your town. Go smaller. Sing at karaoke. Smaller. Sing well in front of your friends. Go smaller. Know all of the words to a hundred songs to sing in the car without messing up the lyrics at all. So your starting step might be to just collect the lyrics to 100 songs and practice them. The thing that I want you to take away from this is the difference between how it feels when you think about singing on American Idol versus learning the lyrics to 100 songs. Think about the difference between weighing 110 pounds but having all muscle on your body versus doing arm weights for five minutes every day. The difference between quitting and retiring and moving to Italy versus learning 100 Italian phrases. The difference is that the first one seems so exciting and fun and huge, and we think that we should be so motivated to get there. But the second one, while it may not be as exciting, it seems doable, achievable, not scary. I want to change the thought process that pictures your great big goal as a giant wall to climb up to. Because the thinking that goes along with that is that you have to climb the steps of the ladder to get up to that goal. And that once you get up there, you are going to see this beautiful view from the top and you will be so happy looking at that view and everything is just wonderful and lovely up there. And that the climb up to that wall is hard, it's disciplined, it's not fun. You will be rewarded when you get there. 
then we go and tell ourselves to try and enjoy the journey. But of course, we aren't going to enjoy it. It's climbing a ladder. No one ever wakes up in the morning and just wants to climb a ladder for fun today. It's just a way to get somewhere that you need to go. So let's change that thinking. Stop thinking of the steps to get up to a big goal. Instead, I want you to make small goals, achievable goals, goals that are a little more neutral, maybe even a little bit boring, but maybe a little bit fun, but definitely doable. Kind of like the turtle's small goal was to take a walk. Record the big goals. Don't lose them completely because once you achieve one of these smaller goals that you list under those big goals in your journal, you won't be done. You will want to grow and move up to a bigger goal. That's just human nature. We will want to do more, learn more, stretch ourselves a little. I just want to make a case for taking the little leaps kind of like walking across small stones, small little steps across a stream, instead of telling ourselves that we should leap across a giant chasm with a death fall down below. This can be the secret of beginning to enjoy goals again. Let's all get unfrozen together. And if you enjoy this podcast, be sure to like it and give me a review. I would love to hear from you, and I would really love it if you would share your first small goal with me. I would love to hear about it. I will also be working on my own small goals, my new little goalies, I'll call them.